Little House on the Prairie won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today is another little uh, for the stepdads. Although it's very special for the stepdads. Because it's our 50th show. We're 50 years young. Yeah, we've been doing this for 50 years. Yeah. This show has been on since, oh, 1972? <laughs> mm, Math. Was, it's been a long time since we had that first 72 show. Yeah. We had uh, uh, Marty Feldman was one of our guests. and uh, It was very prescient of us to start a Gen X Files. Yeah, it was knowing weird. Knowing that no one was calling it Gen X Files. I was three. Time. Adam was sperm. Yeah. It was, uh, was uh, we not even. Different. Yeah, <laughs> not even. No, you were. Your dad, no, in seventy two. Yeah, I think your dad had sperm in seventy yeah, two. You, you literally recycle your sperm like every twenty four hours. Not your dad. Oh wow! <laughs> I am really sorry, Dad. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, me too. That's yeah, uh, that was that's uh, okay. Now that's just awkward. what I heard. Good job. That's Good job. what I heard. <laughs> that's what the people are so saying. So fifty. So Jim, let's talk about being fifty. I wouldn't know because I'm not 50 yet, Jim. Well, you look it. No, oh, thanks. And I don't, which is cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Being 50 blows. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not 50. It's not. Look, I'm I, 52. <laughs> it's funny because I'm not 50, but I definitely, you, you get to that point where you're like, man, I've never felt this thing inside my body before. This is just what being old, getting old is. It I don't, sucks. Here's the deal, man. Here's the thing. I never uh, officially grew up. <laughs> I didn't really have children, yeah. or I didn't yeah. really have. Ch- you didn't really. I have didn't children. really have children. Yeah. No, I kind of did. Kind of. You know, some, some you don't know. Some about, lab. Uh, I did some stuff in a lab. Once, oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I didn't have kids. I didn't get married. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> oof, dodged a couple of bullies. Yeah. Oh, well, little bullets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I haven't. I haven't. I basically have not done any sort of milestone of adulthood. Buying a house. I bought a car. I bought in car. I bought in. You bought Jesus. cars. I've yeah. purchased automobiles. You know, I've done it. some kind of adulty stuff. Sure. But for me, all that's really changed is that the rent's a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I, there's always a pain. There's always there's always something yeah. that hurts. Some, it yeah. moves around. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's yeah. like a shoulder or an elbow or a knee yeah. or a toe. Yeah, but it's so, weird how it's just. But there's, there's always, always something consistent. Just a gentle reminder as you get older that you're going to die, <laughs> and it gets more and more prescient as time goes. Yeah. I suppose you become more aware of it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't know. I just I feel that I, getting older it's just a number, baby. Yeah, for, yeah. For immature 100%. little Peter Pan boys like me. I've heard that there's a bunch of oh. anti-aging drugs and reverse they're, aging things. They're, they're starting, yeah. We'll never get to see them. That'll be for the ultra-rich. For, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they already have them. I'm sure they already have these anti-aging drugs. Because you look at people like, you look at like Paul Rudd, you look at like uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah. You know, yeah. you look at... Uh, Keanu uh, Reeves. What's your name? From? Yeah. Keanu Reeves is starting to look old. Now. He's starting yeah. to look his... I mean, he's looking like your grandpa put on a Neo <laughs> costume. Or your dad. No, not your grandpa, not but your, your dad. It's like your yeah. dad put on a yeah. wig and a beard and then to look like Neo, but the face like yeah. is a little older. Yeah. But he's still a gorgeous, beautiful man. Well, sure, sure. But he, he is starting to show his age, which I think is cool. Like, I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like when people show their age because I'm showing my age. I, yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's aging, good for the goose. You're aging gracefully. Um. Yeah, but you know what's really tough is, yes, I think yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. for, a, for a normal human. Yeah. But for, like, the ultra-humans, like the Ruds, you know, <laughs> and the Machios. Yeah. And, you know, these guys are, like, 50 and 60. You're like, that guy's 60. Ralph Machio is 60. Yeah. He's 60 years old. And uh, Paul Rudd is my age, exactly. We're exactly the same age. I think he might be a month older than me. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think those guys have, well, of course they have access to things, you know, creams and oils and salves. And, sure, And sure. metabolic beds, you know, and... and <laughs> Well, at least in Paul Rudd's case, he does a really good job of of pretending like none of that happens. Yeah. Well, he's but that's also genetic. I mean, I'm joking because most yeah. of it's really genetics. I mean, look, I, that's he won the lottery. Yeah. In Ralph Macchio, you know, the the flip side for him is he looked like he was 13 until he was 40. Yeah. And that hurt his career a yeah. bit. You know, it's like you don't want to well, be playing. Yeah. He was 30 almost when he was playing. Yeah. 
the first time he was playing the Karate Kid. Oh, no, that's right. Because, yeah. yeah, he was like 29 or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that's like, I get it. I looked pretty young. You do. You did, too. Look, we yeah. were both baby face boys. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah. And I couldn't grow a mustache until I was 30. You know, I did. I mean, I I did this really movie can't. where we had to put a fake mustache on me when I was the old fat guy, <laughs> and then pretty soon after that, I was able to grow one. But I couldn't. You know, I had a baby face. I would always get carded. Yeah. You know, my I had to have a fake ID because nobody's gonna look at me and be like, oh yeah, yeah. And be like, get yeah. back to high school, kiddo. You yeah. know, because I was chubby, and I think sometimes when you're like ch- chubby and soft, <laughs> you have <laughs> soft features and hairless body, you look. In a hair, you know, hairless face I, and stuff. You look yeah. pretty young. You look like I had like you know baby fat for a long time. So I know what it's like, and I hated it. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't want to look like a kid. I'm gonna look oh older, yeah, no, no totally, know? totally. But when I got yeah, when I got into my 30s and people thought I was 21, I was like, okay, yeah. And then yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. So when I like hit 30s and 40s, yeah, and I was you know 40s, I think uh, I would say mid 30s to early 40s was my peak. Yeah. And same, same. and uh, and I, I look good. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> totally kidding. But I did feel good. I was good. You know, it's like yeah, I yeah. That's when you know people are like, "F you, man." And still, because even though things are falling apart on my body and uh, on my face and things, I have this really great head of hair. I have a very yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a, a very strong hairline. I have very beautiful chestnut hair. That, <laughs> oh my god! That when it was when it was long during the pandemic, it was soft and gorgeous, like like Fabio wishes he had. No, but I do have this uh, brown, nice, not balding hair for a man yeah, my age. Yeah. And everybody always accuses me, dying, yeah. dying it. But here's the thing. I got a really gray beard. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm hitting. Uh, I'm getting close to Sandy Claus yeah, color. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, getting grayer, it grayer. Is, it's it a little is. skunk. It's like reverse skunk right now. I got like a black <laughs> line down the middle, and I got the the grays around the side. So it's like, if I was going to go to the trouble of dyeing my hair, I'd get some just for men, baby, and do my yeah, face too, because face, it's just yeah. looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I got a couple of gravies up there, but I don't yeah. know. I think the the lack of children and marriage and Avoiding responsibility and stress for my entire <laughs> life probably made it easier to age. Yeah, because I didn't take on any yeah. any real life responsibilities or <laughs> you know did anything uh, worthwhile. <laughs> well, well, yeah, <laughs> nothing that'll cause stress. Yeah, yes, yes. nothing that'll yeah. cause the, the world to be a better place. But at least I have a good head I, of hair. I had I had really nice thick hair uh, until the pandemic, and then my hair started thinning. And really? I definitely could tell. Because heading into the pandemic, I hadn't gotten a haircut for like two and a half years, and my hair got really long. And I think that helped push the process forward. Good Lord, it was like, long. Uh, yeah, your hair was way too long, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah. it was like, it got to the point where you were like a crystal gale. It was getting down to your butt. <laughs> Very was, nice hair. But but also, you would just end. jam it into a, a pony all the yeah, time. Yeah. It's not like it was loosey-goosey running around. No, no. I stopped doing that uh, when it got too long. But I had I had planned on getting a haircut right before the pandemic. But then, I mean, literally, like it was the week after it started. So it was yeah. like, okay. I got one right before. Yeah. And then I, I got one like 18 months later. And I had a yeah. pretty nice long yeah yeah you did daily but i hated it it looked good i don't know it was weird but it was, yeah but it's just such a pain in the butt man no that's part of it is that part of the reason i, I finally got it cut but i but it was it was the realization that as i was during the pandemic of of i just, literally just suddenly realizing that my hair was thinning it was just Oof. horrifying well, maybe maybe you'll get one of them hillerman peaks where you'll have that nice part, but it'll like go all the, all way, up. the way. It's such it a won't. it's such a crazy widow's it peak. It goes to somebody else's head. I'm that's how I, that's how high it goes on Jonathan <laughs> Hillerman. It's not it's not gonna. I, I my dad is. I think I'm balding the same way my dad is, and and it's not bad because if you keep it short, it looks fine. But like, uh, but it's definitely like I can see it already. I don't know. Which is fine. I it is what it is. I can't. I'm not gonna do anything to fix it. I'm just gonna take care of my head. And there you go. You know. I mean, you're it's not like, gonna get yeah. hymns. You're not gonna get hymns. No. Sent to you? I'm not gonna do any of that stuff. I mean, eventually Unless they I'll... want to. Hey, look, hymns. If you want to uh, <laughs> advertise on the program, we'd be willing to try hymns. to run it. No. Um. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you. I I will not die or get work done, no, or no. I'm going to age the way that it, I age. Yeah. I'm going to get fat if I get fat. Because here, 
I used to really – I used to be very strict. I used to exercise quite a bit, and I used to be very strict with what I mm. ate uh, because I was acting a lot at the time and yeah. doing a lot of yeah. theater, and I'd have to be, you know, nude or semi-nude or, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, But it's just – it wasn't fun, man. I didn't – I don't care now because yeah. I'm old. That's the greatest thing about getting yeah. old yeah. is yeah. – you can still like like I exercise because I don't you know I want to stay strong. Sure, I, I do it because I have a fear of weakness, <laughs> of being a feeble old guy. You know, sitting, sure, you know, getting sure. taken advantage of in the home. Yeah. Uh, where's your watch, Mister Resham? Uh, no, please don't get me. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so but I don't. I eat like a four year old still. So you know, yeah. I, I'm always like, I work out all the time. Well, I'm so fat. And it's like, well, well, look at what you're eating. <laughs> There, Chucky. You know, you're having ice cream like five nights a week, yeah. and you're wondering why you're getting movies. You know, it's like, come on. That's the thing that's sad, too, is I used to be able to just work out, and then that would it take care fine. of everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. That now, is part of getting old, uh, yeah. Well, getting that's older. Not, getting not, older. Okay. Yeah. This is depressing. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about No, we're about not. We're like not. I, I didn't intend uh, for this to happen. We, uh, <laughs> this is what happens when old guys start talking. Yeah, like, yeah. It's either the weather or the pains. Yeah. Uh, thank it's God we're weird. not sports fans because then we'd be just talking about well. the Super Bowl. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're kind of a sports. You College I sports. I don't follow professional sports. Yes, college sports, yes. But I don't push it on anyone. There's uh, Okay, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about with the Magnum show that I kind yeah. of forgot to say. Okay. Because there's one point when I mentioned that Higgins was telling a story to Magnum in the episode where he died. The first series finale. Se- series seven, yeah. Yeah, but he was talking about the, maybe this will help you. You know, this is a story about a man who thought that they were going to die. And then he oh, woke up yeah, and said, yeah. you know, give me a pound of stout. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I didn't tell the other part of the story is when they renewed the series on the first episode when Magnum – or I think it was the end of the first episode because he's in a coma still. Yeah, yeah. The, he jumps out of the coma and the first thing he says is, give me a pint of stout, <laughs> which is really funny. Yeah. Um, and it was great that they uh, <laughs> that they brought that back from the – you know, yeah, the, yeah, the thing yeah. It just shows how clever they are. Something else I didn't talk about because it was related to the Detroit Tigers thing because it, it was Tom Selleck was a huge Detroit Tigers fan, and, still is, and yeah, yeah, but he insisted he wear the hat and, and all this. But there was an incident, it was either 2007 or 2017, and I don't remember, but there was an incident where like 50 guys dressed up as Tom Selleck as Magnum oh. and went to a Tigers game, and they ended up all getting kicked out because they kept harassing people. Really, <laughs> yeah, really? there was a, it was it was like 50 of them with the giant mustaches That's and awesome. like the hat. Hat, but that's like the, the spirit shirt. of Magnum. Yeah. He's not a no, hassler. No, and that's what I think they were all just really drunk. Uh, you think? You no, think? No, I think they were trying to be Magnum, but no, no. <laughs> you think a guy's dressing up as Magnum? Or but it was a fu- it was funny. It was the pictures are hilarious because they're all bet. wearing like the same print, like Hawaiian print shirt oh, yeah. and the hat and the mustache and the. Uh, yeah. One of our awesome. friends came as Magnum to one of our Halloween parties. Uh, oh yeah, Alex yeah. Walters came as Magnum. He did a yeah. good job. He was he had great. A perfect yeah. shirt. Yeah, it was, was awesome. Was um, I did also want to make a quick mention mm-hmm. um, since this is our fiftieth. Oh show, yes, yes, yes. I just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to Lucas Salazar. Yes, who yes. he? If you listen to uh, Shady Pines Radio, you know him as Poor Boy, The Soju Hour. There you go. Awesome shows. Yeah, on Sundays. Sundays think, at four. four. Yeah. Yep. Really, really unique. It is two hours. Talented stuff. Every week, man. That is a, yeah. an hour a week is, but he, is tough. But he, two hours, man. Whew. He's a great friend of ours. He was the one that, that got us going. Introduced us on to this, Shady Pines. Yeah. Uh, on this, this epic. This journey. I hate that yeah. word. I was <laughs> you, trying to avoid I it. I saw it on your face. You wanted to say it so bad. There was a... Uh, I don't hate that word, so I'm going to talk about oh, journeys all the time. It. Anyway, thank you, Lucas. We love you. Listen to his show. Um, there was this... It, it, it pertains to millennials, but there was this thing that uh, I think millennials say that the Gen Z hates. And one of them is, you know, on my journey, how, how millennials always talk about their journey. Yeah, yeah. It's my journey. It's like, F your journey, baby. You're just living life like the rest of us. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, there's such a pretentious. We have such an inflated self of. We have such an inflated sense of self yeah. in this country sometimes. But it's on my journey. Everything is about, you know, it was just a sign, baby, for me. The whole, like, the the hubris. Well, you know, that plane crash was just a sign that I needed to, you know, I got off that plane and it crashed, and that was just a sign that I needed to get going on my, on my donkey business. So then I, yes, the universe <laughs> killed a bunch of people and crashed a plane so you could create your, your damn donkey business. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> 
I've lost my mind. Welcome, welcome to Old Men <laughs> Ranting. Uh, wow. And to talk about Lucas, uh, if they did redo a Rockford Files, yes, I would say 100% Lucas Salazar as Angel. Yeah, yeah. He would be so would good say, as yeah, Angel. He would be great. He'd he be would great. be amazing. Uh, Lucas is fantastic. He's a great guy. We actually went to college together, even though we didn't meet until we came. We meet at your apartment. That is so actually. crazy. It was so weird. That is so he was crazy. A couple years younger than me. We were both theater students, and literally, he came up to me and said, "You went to the University of Iowa," and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. And, and it was crazy. We knew the same people. Like, Shakes. it was very crazy. Yeah. But, uh, but he's a good dude. He's a great guy. Great, great, great guy. Great guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great guy. But uh, uh, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you know since we did the the month on. Private eyes and detectives. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit because I think the heyday of detective shows that was the eighties, man. Yeah, because everybody was a detective of some sort. Yeah, you know, you had like we talked about before, BJ and the Bear. Yeah, a truck driver yeah. and a monkey solve crimes. <laughs> you had the Fall Guy, a stunt Which, team yeah, solve crimes. Stunt guy, yeah, you know, you had the A Team. Yeah, disgraced military guys trying to clear the name and solving crimes. Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Gamma radiation turns him into a big green dude, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, yeah, but he still solves Solving crimes and helping people. <laughs> that was a whole – I think we've gotten away from the solving crimes and helping people, and I think it was a much nicer society when yeah. half of our television shows were a bunch of weirdos running around the country solving crimes and helping people. They, the A-team just helps people. They just help people, man. Yeah, Magnum they, helped they have people. Because they were good guys. Rockford helped good people. people. You know? Yeah. It's just – uh, Fall Guy, they didn't help people. They're much jerks. No. <laughs> they helped people. But we had Hardcastle and McCormick, yeah. Jake and the Fat Man. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, heart to Heart. Heart to Heart. Remington Steel. Uh, the Father Dowling Mysteries. The Father Dowling Mysteries. And <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Which uh, with was, Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. Which yeah. That was a little old lady for me. I, I didn't really get into the. The softer side of crime with Father Dowling and yeah, Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm sure they're great shows, but just as a young person, that wasn't my jam. My jam was Rockford, Magnum, yeah. A-Team, The Hulk. <laughs> you know, I like my bruisers. I Yeah, yeah. I was I was a big fan of MacGyver. That was my thing because he could do he, – he was so clever and he could do anything. He could make everything work. And Oh, yes. I was always so into that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into MacGyver um, – I got into it a little bit, but there was also Airwolf. Yeah. You know? It was, I don't know. Airwolf. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't thought about that in forever. Wow. <laughs> I would forget that's a TV show. Yes. Yes. There was Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. That yeah. was another detective show. There a lot, was... And a lot of, a lot of uh, actors got their starts in all these shows. Yeah. Like, Jeff like Goldblum. Jeff and... Goldblum in, in Pierce Brosnan on mm-hmm. Remington Steel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. Mr. T on Mr. T. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. and his huge yeah, it was his first thing. Yeah, yeah. It was well, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, Mr. T got. Uh, I just the first time I remember seeing him is I used to watch. They had the greatest. Like I'm not a sports fan, mm-hmm. but in the '70s, like or the 80s, '70s and '80s, the wonderful world of sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah had yeah. some of the greatest. Quote unquote. I'm doing the quoties with yeah. my fingers. Sporting events. They had the bouncer. <laughs> competition. Right. And that's where I first remember seeing him. And it was like, guy had to like throw two dudes out and you'll jump through it. It was the most <laughs> ridiculous. Like it never, a bouncer would never have to do these crazy action yeah. adventure antics. But it was like, you know, it was putting these bouncers, you know, through these crazy obstacle courses of like, you know, bad customers and break up a fight. And, yeah, you know. yeah. And I remember seeing him and he just dominated, man. And he oh, also yeah. just the look. He had such an iconic look, man. Oof. Yeah, I'm, 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 pitied a fool. Immediately, like I mean, you knew he was going to have a career. Like it was just immediately. Oh yeah, I mean, he was designed yeah. to be <laughs> on the A team and cartoons, and he yeah. was just, you know, he was to be a doll. I just remember there is the talking Mr. T doll. You pull, pull the straight. I'm pitied a fool who does drugs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but yeah, so we had all of these really. Some great, some not so great, but all yeah, fun. Yeah, but they're all shows. interesting. I mean, most of them created by Stephen J. Cannell. <laughs> you know, all of them, uh, uh, all of them scored by Mike Post, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do. There was a quaintness to them, and I do think that perhaps there was a little bit more 
compassion in this world when what we were watching were yeah. a bunch of people helping strangers rather yeah. than, you yeah. know, what we watch now, which is a bunch of reality strangers just being dicks to each other or trying yeah. to have sex with yeah. each other. Well, there was definitely a shift in, in the feeling and stuff. I mean, as evidence from the finale of Seinfeld and that yeah. they get in trouble for not helping. Yes. Like, that is not something that would have happened in the early 80s. Like, no. they wouldn't have done that. No. But, and, and that was actually a real law for a while, that Good Samaritan yeah, law, yeah. which was crazy. But, yeah, it's just I – mean, look – I'm not blaming society's ills on the lack <laughs> on, of detective shows where people <laughs> travel around the I'm country helping people. I'm pretty crimes. sure that's what you're saying, Jim. Well, I'm saying partially. No. Yeah. But I do – I do. I mean, I, it influenced me, you know? Yeah. I wanted to yeah. be those guys. You know, that's why I don't really care as much about money as I do about doing the right thing. Yeah. You know yeah. me. I'm always <laughs> – Doing the right thing. I've been running well, around North Hollywood yeah. helping people. Just I've solved some crimes. Uh. <laughs> there is this uh there is a small village of North Hollywoodians that was being uh they were being terrorized by some ruffians in a motorcycle gang. Oh, motorcycle gang. And uh I I made this whole trap, you know, to trap the motorcycle gang and <laughs> <laughs> and to solve their problem, right? And and to make and to help the 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 little village of the North little, Hollywoodians, yeah, yeah, uh, learn how to stand up for themselves. So when the if the motorcycle gang did come back, they would be able to to fight them. But the thing is, they're not going to come back because they know that this little village isn't gonna <laughs> isn't gonna stand for their shenanigans anymore. All right. Well, I think you just got your first pitch done. <laughs> oh, it's good, man. It's a good one. Um, we did have some good detective shows. Recently, or or, or in, yeah. the, in the distant, like <clears throat> yeah, like Psych is a good one. You know, the, it was super the, fun, and it it had its own its own brand. brand? I don't know, sure. like, like its own feel. feel like yeah. it was very its own vibe. Yeah, its own vibe. It was it was good. It was really fun with uh, James Rode Rodriguez, yeah, uh, and Dule Hill. Oh yeah, um, and Corbin Burnson. Yeah. If you love L.A. Law, uh, Corbin and another Burnson. Corbin Burnson. Yeah, a handsome, handsome man. Yeah, yeah. got to be in his seventies. Still as handsome, yeah, handsome yeah. as ever. Um, but that show was super fun because they're pretending to be—he's pretending to be a psychic. It's very yeah. self-aware, you know. Yeah. It, it, and they also—the thing about that show that I—that makes it so great is they also love the genre. They love the Magnums. Yeah. yeah. They love yeah. the Rockfords, and they embrace that part of it. And you know that's what makes the show so much fun too. Uh, Burn Notice, another yeah. really fun one with. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that. Burn Notice? Oh, Burn Notice. I totally heard Burton Otis. Burton Otis. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Burton Notice from 1975. Burton Notice. Uh, but Burn Notice. Burn Notice. Burn Notice was a great show. Oh, yeah. 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 And that was, you know, ex-CIA uh, guys and an ex-IRA lady yeah. helping people solve crimes <laughs> in Miami. In, uh, but... That's another one that had a voiceover, yeah. too, that worked really well. Jeffrey Donovan, another guy, very charismatic. He had a very good rhythm to his voiceover. His voiceover was yes. cool, too, because it was he was explaining, like, the CIA stuff. He's like, oh, this is how you do it. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. It. When you're doing reconnaissance, what you have to do is it was almost like teaching yeah. us how to do it. It had the iconic Bruce Campbell. Oh, he's so great. So good. It's Sam Axe. <laughs> who coincidentally Axe Body Spray was named after no. Sam Axe Sam Axe yeah. I'm joking yeah. but that was another good one I, uh, I, there was a time like t- maybe 12 years ago 13 years ago there's a really bad heat wave in LA and I was living in an apartment that didn't have air conditioning and I set up this whole like fan system uh-huh. and for like 8 hours I just laid on the floor and watched Burn Notice <laughs> wow that would have uh, see that's I would have watched Northern Exposure because it would have cooled me off but Burn I, Notice Miami it, was, it seems it, like it'd still be hot I felt like it was interactive it was great and another great show shot in Miami, like Miami Vice. Yeah. Um, uh, but there are some good ones still. It's nice to see them, but it's there hasn't been. Well, like a I I think I mean my favorite modern private investigator was Veronica Mars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. great show. And again, took. The conceit she she had a voiceover too, as yeah, well, yeah, um, that worked really well because I mean, is there a more charismatic actress than Kristen Bell? I mean, a more uh, likable, no, 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 sweet. I mean, just watchable. The Good Place, yeah, oh, uh, she's so great. I watched that movie um, 
Queen Pins. Oh, yeah. It was good. Yeah, I watched yeah, that too. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's always great. And she just seems like the kind of person that, you know, if you stubbed your toe, she'd be like, come on, here, sit down. Yeah, let's get yeah. You, you know, it's she okay, just seems like a very yeah. sweet person, but so likable. Another one that is just, that's why the show worked. I mean, because yeah. it shouldn't yeah. have. You know, a show right, about right. A, a high school detective and, you know, it was all glossy. And the one <laughs> thing about that show... And it was all the shows at that time about teenagers. I think they all had, there was all teenagers who were talking like 40 year olds. <laughs> you know, they're swishing their cognac around like, look, Veronica, I know that you think that I may be guilty of stealing the notebooks out of <laughs> Mrs. Johnson's class, but how dare you think? Why don't yeah. you have a drink and sit down and we'll discuss it uh, like adults? But it's, you know, it's a bunch of people writing them like a Woody Allen movie. But yeah, yeah. But she had the charisma. And the character to push through that and make it such a great iconic show that I I totally love that show. Oh, the guy yeah, that great. played her dad, uh, Enrico Colantoni. Colantoni, yeah, yeah. yeah. He from uh, Just Shoot Me. That was what I knew him from. And Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. And he from great the the new Station Eleven, which is a really good. Oh show yeah, I need to watch that still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed that. He's um, great. He's a great actor. Oh, yeah, he's and another actor. guy that's just an unsung. He's going to be on our. Episode of Unsung Heroes. Yes. yes. That just quietly worked for 50 years. And nobody and knows his name. But I mean, he's solid. And you yeah. know his face and yes. you love him you, because he's yeah. just a solid, solid guy. I love those guys, those journeymen. Yeah. You know, those guys that Always. just been, yeah. you know, humping, yeah. humping. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're humping if they're lucky. They're humping but, something. No, but, you know, just uh, hitting the ground running. The guys that are yeah. just pounding the pavement and yeah. always being doing just, solid work. Just working all the time. You know, yeah. it's like, they're always you know, whoever's worked with them is like get me Enrico Colantoni. You know we need yeah, him yeah. on this. That's a whole subsection of Hollywood that people don't appreciate. You know these guys, these gals, these actors that are always so good at supporting parts that make these stars yeah. much much better. Look better. yes, yes especially yes. the stars, and I'm not going to name any names <laughs> that are crap. These are the ones that make their films watchable because yes. they are yes. they know how to buoy. Yeah, this, yeah, 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 know. yeah. Totally, totally. I yeah. This is something that Columbo and Rockford Files mm-hmm. and Magnum PI knew well yes. is that you get good actors to be your supporting people because because you've got great leads. Right. But like you have to have that support. Yeah. The leads carry the show. And yeah. and those yeah. three guys, you know, you could do it with cardboard cutouts and it would still be fine. Yeah. But what makes these shows classics is that they knew how to surround the actors with even better actors or just yeah. as good actors. So what you're watching is just seamless. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes, yeah, you know, occasionally you'd get like the producer's girlfriend in there or, you know, the, <laughs> the nephew of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the head of the studio. And they would be not so great, but for the most part, you know, they, they did their thing. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, these shows, I think one of another reason, reason why I really dug these shows is like my stepdad and I, we didn't connect on a lot of things. Like I wanted to, cause I was just a young boy looking for a daddy, yeah. you know, looking for, you know, so he was really into guns. So we did, you know, his gun stuff. And, uh, but he was also really into movies and TV, mm. you know, some TV. And so we would watch like, our big thing was we would watch Rockford because he loved Rockford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was, you know, hey, middle-aged guy watching a middle-aged guy solving crimes. I get it. Like, I get <laughs> I have a whole new appreciation for Rockford at my age than I did when I watched him at 30. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially, I'm just like, damn, man. Every time I oh. see him, like, do rolls or something, I'm like, ow. That was, man, rolling down that hill. I was like, he slid for hours. That it's guy like, gave, man. That, that's a man who literally gave everything yes. to that show yes. to the point where it destroyed his body. Yes. And and the appreciation was canceled. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he d- he definitely got his paycheck at the end of the day. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> but he's no dummy. But Yeah, yeah. You know, the old man like that, he also turned me on to some really good movies way too young, but you know, stuff like Deliverance <laughs> or you know, not again, not again. But <clears throat> too young. But uh yeah. but still, you know, I get it. It's like he was sharing he didn't like sports. My mom taught me how to play sports. Mm-hmm. She was really good, you know. Yeah, she was sports good about, person. Yeah. Um, but he and I connected on a few things yeah. and it was these cop shows and stuff. Cause he, you know, he was a, he's a guy that liked guns. He's yeah. a guy that liked cops. You know, he was a, like he just, loved John Wayne. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to be John Wayne. We yeah. watched a ton of John Wayne movies together. Oh, if we ever do a John Wayne show, it's just going to be all about the old man. But, uh, <laughs> ooh, but it was, and I think that's a lot of guys 
my age, you know, we connected through TV with our dads or stepdads. Yeah. yeah. He and I, you know, the Muppet Show is another big one for he and I. Oh, yeah. He loved the Swedish chef. I, my, I learned to be funny to make the old man laugh. Because yeah. when I, I could make the, when I could make the old man laugh, you know, not to get, I'm not going to get into it, but it's sure, just like, sure. When you learn the power of laughter, mm-hmm. making somebody laugh, it's addictive, man. And oh, it's yeah. also like oh, yeah. it's it's it works so much better than crying or throwing a tantrum or whatever. Yeah. I, one yeah. of my best bits for him, the bit that he loved the most, was he would say, "Watch your mouth," and then I would be like, "Okay," <laughs> and I would try to look at my mouth, and, go, okay. and for some reason, that would just crack him up. To no end. <laughs> and then he'd be fine. Then he wouldn't be yeah. pissed anymore. You know, it's like I could diffuse the situation yeah, with yeah. laughter. And it's, and I learned that by, you know, what made him laugh by watching right. TV and stuff together. I don't know. It's just, it's all complicated, crazy yeah, of things. Course. Of course it is. But it did, you know, TV, you know, we talk about TV as mindless boob tubery or whatever. But it did, yeah. it, I, I think for our generation too, I think for every generation, the TV you know, from TV invention on, mm-hmm. had a huge impact on that generation. Yeah, of course. I do think these are really important shows. And I think they get kind of thrown to the scrap. Not thrown to the scrap heap, but... Not as not as considered as seriously because but even, of the nature of their shows. Even, like, The Love Boat is an extremely important show. Yeah. Because it bridged sexuality. It started right. putting sexuality on as goofy and silly and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Same with Three's Company. Yeah, it yeah. It started people talking about gay people yeah. in a very stereotype. You know, I'm not saying that these were, you know, stellar sure, examples sure. of civil rights and that yeah. we owe it all to <laughs> Jack Tripper and, yeah, you know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is... We're a country that watches a S ton of TV. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, always have true. been. And back then, everybody was pretty much held hostage to three channels. Right. They could do right. whatever they want. Right. But they started to become more progressive. If you look at well, like yeah. cop shows before, like Dragnet, you yeah, know, yeah. it was very like, oh, we're going to get the criminal. There yeah, was no yeah. like nuance to it, really. I mean, it was a great show. Sure. But Jack sure. Webb always got the guy. You know, yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, what am I going to do? And it was just fast talking, jibby jibby. And, you know, uh, I mean, what are you going to do, ma'am? It's a perfect example of why representation matters. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was just watching an episode of Night Court uh, and where Dan and and a gay guy get locked into an elevator. Oh. They get stuck in an elevator. And the gay guy had hit on Dan thinking – he's like, oh, you made eyes at me. So he's like, I just want to know if you want to go out. And, of course, Dan thought that that was the end of the world because, of course. The 80s. because he's such a womanizer. But they get stuck in the elevator. And the, the dialogue and the conversation and the realization that he's like, yeah, you're just a person. Yeah. Like you're you're not well. That's when they know. stop just being stereotypes. Yeah. Um, but this, this is on. But it, it, this is when it matters is because it's on national TV. It's on primetime. It's it's showing that you know. But that's the beauty of that show. Well, that's the beauty or, of that scene. Yeah. Is that ten years ago, it would have just been a hairdresser, and he'd be like, you know, yeah, he'd punch him or something because he was coming after him, right? You right. know, because that's how it was. You know, it was just like. You yeah, know, beat yeah. The queers, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible, horrible. But it's like, I think a, a lot of people in Hollywood are gay. The one, the thing that's that had to be so hard. There's so many people of the LGBTQ community in Hollywood. Always has been in mm-hmm. Hollywood. They had to pretty much demonize themselves. Yeah, yeah. or ignore themselves within their work, right, and then you're finally right. getting to put yourself in the work yeah. and make yeah. people less. Of a stereotype, more of a human. Whenever we remove the stereotype and show the human, then it's really hard to hate somebody. Yeah. It's easy to hate a stereotype. Yeah. It's easy to say, you know, all the Trump people are a bunch of dumb rednecks, you know, or, you know, all these people are, you know, all left wingers are a bunch of tree hugging nip nips, you know, and it's like, no, people are people. And we got to stop just, we, it's so, it's just so disheartening to me. That we're kind of coming back. There's at least there's at least a chunk, a very vocal minority, that's yeah. trying to bring us back to the time before that. Yeah, yeah. All the progress that has been made 
is so important to some people and just so frightening to others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. I they, I lived in a small town of of less than a thousand people for a couple of years mm-hmm. and and uh ran a bar so I talked to all the locals all yeah. the time. And they're they were all very anti-gay. Like it was a it was just a, not all of them. There was a, a couple of guys, a couple of farmers that were really progressive that I loved hanging out yeah. with. But but most of them were very anti-gay. And and None of them really knew gay people, mm-hmm. except for the gay couple that owned the flower shop in town. Right. And every time you would bring them up, oh, yeah, they're fine. They're good. But they didn't like the gay people they didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, what is – you're... So your experience is a positive one. Yeah. You like these people, and yet <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're the exception to the evil exactly. gay. And it's like, no, do you understand what you're saying? And the like, more people no they sense. meet, the more people they'll like. And yeah. there's, you know, there are going to be people they don't like. Because just, just because you're gay doesn't make you a great just person. Take that leap and yeah. assume that they're not bad people. Exactly. You know? They're I mean, just people. Yeah. Everybody is just people. Yes. That's why we need more detective shows <laughs> and more shows about people going around solving yes. crimes and helping people. Yes. Because when we had that going, yeah. we didn't have all this division. No. You know? No. When the A team was around, there wasn't all this division. <laughs> you know? When Magnum was solving crimes, there wasn't much division. We just yeah. need to bring back these fellas. Not bring back a new magnum like the <laughs> abomination. Let's roll out the old, old bones of Tom Selleck and make him solve crimes. Do it. He solves crimes now with blue bloods. Now he's gone conservative. He Here's the thing. This is the fiftieth episode. Yeah. This is I I there's things that I watched for our fiftieth episode. Year. We're gonna do like fifty different topics. <laughs> <laughs> we there was things I watched in the last year that if it wasn't for this show, I never would have watched. Yeah, I I never watched Love Boat. Yeah, and and I started watching it in the midst of the pandemic, and it was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I fell in love with it. Of course, it was incredible. It's just pure joy. It's just pure I, dumb it's joy. It's just stupid. Yeah, and amazing and. There is no so much fun. You just—that's what I loved. It was just turn your brain off TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just watch a bunch of your beloved stars, your your C list stars, <laughs> come on and fall in love with yeah. each other. Yeah, or maybe fall in love with one of the crew members. I mean, it's mm. the same—the same with uh, Columbo. I never would have watched Columbo, yeah. but I and I and I fell in love with it because it was so different. And same. It was, and it's a show that was 50 years old at that point. I never really, I told, you know, like I said on the show, uh, it was a little too talky for me as a kid. Yeah. But watching yeah. it now, it's it's like watching a play, like a good play. Yeah, a really good you know? play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. I think, yes, I think it's nostalgia, but it's also rediscovering or discovering things that we may have missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like a big uh, shout out to Brett and Gloria, who's watched uh, uh, Miami Vice yeah. all the way through because yes. of, of the show. Yeah. And thanks to uh, T. Arthur Cottom for yes. helping spread the love. Yes. Because yes. no bigger. If there's a bigger fan than me of Miami Vice, it's uh, <laughs> T. Arthur. Um, um, he was great. I mean, yeah. We need to have him back on. Definitely. Uh, we had some great guests over yeah. the, the beginning. We kind of moved away from that. Too, we, yeah. we talk too much now for guests. <laughs> but, uh, you know, things changed a little bit along the way. You know, we had some music shows. Sh- the show's evolving and discovered itself, yeah. But it's it's been, I think, yeah, like you said, I think the most enjoyable, well, the most enjoyable part is doing the show with you, right. my friend. Oh. It's one nice thing I'm going to say to you <laughs> in this decade. <laughs> I get one a year. <laughs> so and isolate that's it. it and make it your ringtone. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Also, just looking at things that I loved as a kid, as an adult, and seeing different aspects of it, yeah. and seeing it from a lens of of you know the age of the people that were writing it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I can I can appreciate Magnum or Rockford or Columbo on a different level than I could have when I was eight. You yeah, know? I, mean, <laughs> I would or, hope or, so. Or thirteen or fourteen, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I hope so. I mean, that's yeah. But that's part of the fun too. Because a lot of these things, I I just Magnum. I rewatched the entire series every few years. Yeah, I think yeah, it's been. Yeah, yeah. I think like two or three years ago was the last time. I, yeah. I would I would do this thing uh, where I would start the year off binging some show that I loved as a child. Like I did. Yeah, I've done yeah. Rockford a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. I've done Magnum. I did Miami Vice, and oh, it's so much fun. And it's it's like putting on a blanket too. You know, it's yeah. like you're sitting there, like I did it on my laptop, and I'm just all cozy in bed. And it's, you know, it's just, 
there's so much comfort in those shows mm. for me at least you know so there's that that, that that level of putting on a blanket and then that level of oh well i didn't notice that the blanket had blanket i didn't notice that the blanket had this stitching or this pattern <laughs> right, on it right. before and it's it's so interesting and there's always something else to discover even in the movies that we're watching again yeah, too yeah yeah a lot of those i haven't seen in a while i'm trying it's so funny because before we started the show i started this thing where i was like look I'm gonna. I'm not watching anything I've watched before <laughs> because there's so many things I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. Yeah. I've gotta move forward. And then you know, then we started doing <laughs> this, and then luckily it gave me an excuse to be like, well, uh, I don't have to watch, yeah. I watch this thing now. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I gotta do it for the show. It's for yeah. research. It's it's research. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. It's been really fun. Uh, I'm I'm happy with the way the show has has progressed and. Uh, um. You know, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot more. There's God, there's so much more. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, there's we're never going to run out of things that we love or that the audience loves. or You know, I mean, Gen X, <laughs> we consume a lot of crap, man. Yeah. We yeah. were a big we, – we were the first generation that got cable, first yeah, generation yeah. that got MTV, first generation that got video games. First generation that got, you know, we were the first for a lot of crap that wastes your time. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment. Yeah, but. I never considered a waste of time. No, no, of course not. But our, <laughs> I think it's funny because, you know, I talk a lot about how my mom and my stepdad were just the hardest workers mm -hmm. I've ever known. You know, they just yeah, yeah. work, 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 work. But that's because that's how they grew up. There was nothing else to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Were you going to read? I don't <laughs> think so. You know? So, uh, <laughs> so you know, they they also grew up in a time after the Depression where everybody had to work and things yeah, weren't, you yeah. know, easy. Yeah. And I think we we were kind of the first post-all wars, you know, Vietnam. Yeah. We, you know, our, we pretty much, you know, there was no drafting or anything. I mean, yeah, they, yes, yeah. there were wars coming up, but they weren't. The same kind of wars, no, you know? No, 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 We were the bridge between falling off your bikes, busting your arm, <laughs> and then being coddled, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a re... I think our generation was like, oh, my God. They threw me in the back of a pickup truck, and, you know, <laughs> now I've got to wrap my baby in bubble wrap. And, you know, yeah, I think yeah. I think we overcompensated as parents, possibly. I Yeah. And, I mean, and hopefully the next group will kind of... Oh, of course we did because we were the parents <laughs> of everybody gets a trophy and uh, you know yeah they wanted everybody to be happy and which I get it that's cool yeah but it doesn't help get you ready for what the real world world is which is really sad because it's like well real world's wow. a horrible place so you better let's just change the world and make it a great place yeah instead I, of our, changing children to let them know our, how horrible the world is our modern America is is that wonderful horrible world. But I, I will say, uh, I don't think we're ever going to run out of things to talk about. But when we get to the episode about Airwolf, we got to reassess what we're doing. No way, man. You're insane. <laughs> You're insane. Airwolf, Airwolf, baby. Chan, Michael, Vincent, yeah. pre-horrible alcoholism. You got <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. Ernest effing Borgnine, man. Barry Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke's son. Oh, Dick Van Dyke's yeah. son. Okay. Come okay. on, man. David yeah. Hemmings. Lance Legault. All right, all right. I'll Some amend, of the greatest. I'll amend and say when we get to the uh, <laughs> Auto Man. When we get to Auto Man. <laughs> well, when, it was in the eighties. It was uh, uh, he's Auto Man, the Automatic Man. Well, is he an automatic man or is he a car? Oh, it, oh no, it's not a car. He's he's not a car. He, I think he maybe can. It's one of the features, but he's a hologram that comes out and and becomes the anyway. It was not. Uh, it starred uh, Desi Arnaz Jr. So ah well, come on, <laughs> he was anyway, amazing. Anyway, Desi Arnaz Jr. was on Love Boat a lot too. So it was oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucy Arnaz Jr. Yeah, what is that? When when you name a girl after the mom, is she a junior too? How does that yeah. work? Why would she not be? I don't know. I don't know how those things work. I don't have kids. I think it's just mostly done with men. I don't. I don't think. A lot, I don't think women. I've never heard of like a Sally Hemings Jr. No. Sally Hemings. I don't know why that came out. But uh, <laughs> I've never heard of a, a, a June Markles Jr. June Markles Jr. 
<laughs> Never heard of a woman be called a junior. Before. I don't know. I mean, is that? I don't. I don't think that women generally get named after. Well, Lucy women. did. But I. But I, I. I. I know women that have been named after like their grandmothers, but then they just call them. You know, the name. It's not like I, they don't usually put like a, a a junior on it. Well, then you're you're making my argument for me. Well, I, I don't know. Lucy Arnaz Jr. or Lucy, yeah. Jr. is actually genderless and simply means younger. It's not common for use in females, but it can and has been used on occasion. Wow. Thank you, Googles. Do, 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 the more you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good to know because I don't want to be sexist. It is. It's interesting, though, because I would like to meet somebody named, like, Sally Markles Jr. or whatever. Well, Lucy Arnaz Jr., but I don't think they go by Jr. I accord not to according to their Wikipedia. But uh, and actually, she spells the name differently. Who? Lucy Arnaz. Which one? The younger. No. Which name? Lucy, Lucy or Arnaz? Lucy. She spells it I E. She spells it L L O L O O S I E. She's Lucy Goosey Arnaz. Lucy. That's her middle name. Actually, is Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Her mom had a great sense of humor. Ah. So, fifty shows. Awesome. But we got a lot of stuff coming up this year. We got next month, February, is for the love of Murphy. Yeah. Little Eddie Murphy. We're going to do like his beginning. At one, the first show is going to be about the beginning of his career and yeah. his Saturday Night Live days and how this insane lightning bolt of talent just came on the scene and exploded. <laughs> helped, helped a very Good awful Lord. show at the oh, time. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, man. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we're going to talk about uh, uh, 48, 48 hours. hours. His huge explosion out oh, into, yeah. the, into the movie world. Yeah. Convict. Oh, uh, it's going to be a lot of Nick yeah. Nolte in that episode. And then we got 48 hours. Uh, uh, no. And then we got uh, Trading Places. Yeah. Oh, such a great movie. Such great movies. And... Uh, up in the months, we're going to do uh, some animators. We're going to do some game shows. We're going to, May is going to be a fun month because we're going to do May the Farce Be With You, <laughs> which are going to be movies that were kind of Star Wars ripoffs. That's um, going to be a fun month. That's really a, fun. A couple movies I haven't even seen. Oh, so I, I saw them in the theater. Nice. I was such a, nice. a fan. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be back for our 100th episode where we can randomly ramble on about 100 different topics. Yes. <laughs> we call it the ramblings. Yeah. But uh, but that's what step dance do. They just that's true. talk themselves to sleep. They just That's true. You know what we should have had to drink today oh, in that? honor of uh, Magnum? Yeah. We should have had some old Dusseldorf's in a long neck bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all he drank. I don't even know if you could get any old Dusseldorf's. I don't know if that's an actual real... I don't think it, it was. I don't think. But it he, is. that's all he would drink. Give me an old Dusseldorf in a long neck bottle. It was a. Uh, oh no! What was it? What did? What did? Uh, what was Rockford drinking? There was one of them I looked up, and it was a certain type of beer that I think it was Magnum. It was, it was a certain type of beer that he that he drank. That's not. It's from a very particular part of Germany. Yeah. Um, which I don't think I'd ever had. I don't remember what it's called now. But old uh, Dusseldorf. Yeah, that's all Magnum drank is beer. Old no, I know, I know. But I mean, a, he would it, drink other beers if he couldn't get it because it, it was, wasn't the easiest beer to it find. It was the type of beer, like it was uh, like a stout or an ale. Yeah, but it was like something that's very rare that that's only made in a very specific area of Germany. It's made out of babies' foreskins. It's like it's like a Rausch beer, but not totally, which is mm. a smoked beer, which is really interesting. Yeah, I, don't, really uh, I think Rockford drank whiskey. I don't know if he had I don't, a signature yeah, I don't drink. Know if he did any, yeah, and Colombo. Yeah, sure. Just give me a, 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 just a just splash of wine. <laughs> yeah. Just a just a tiny sip of uh, whatever of whiskey. Whatever they were drinking, you would yeah. take or it. eating. Yeah. And yeah. I have some of those pigs in a blanket. Those look really good, sir. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just one more thing. Can I have that baby quiche? Oh. <laughs> just one more thing. Just one more thing, baby. I wonder if that was the title of his memoir. Um, no. It was, uh, oh, man. I, he actually, it was something related, but it wasn't just one more thing. Good, because that's I, the worst. Um, just, that would be the like the Broadway musical about Peter Falk. Yes. Just one thing. The Peter Falk story. Now on Broadway. Gonna be Columbo, oh, Columbo, totally... Columbo. I'm gonna be Columbo one day. Uh, you're totally right. It was called Just One More Thing. Oh, come on. Stories from My Life by Peter Falk. I can't blame him. He said that phrase probably a thousand times. I, he was that character, and that character, he loved playing that character. So. Yeah, well, I loved watching him play that character, yeah. and that's the other thing. 
I loved watching all these guys yeah. play these characters because these guys loved playing these characters. Yes. Yeah. They loved them. And, you know, they may have got sick of them occasionally. Yeah. But, you know, it's like. Well, I, yeah. I mean, Tom to, Selleck loved the character so much that he wanted to kill him off well, so yeah. that no one else could play him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at, like, Moonlighting, which is a great show. Yeah. Love that show. But they did not love playing those characters. No, no. I don't know if it was so much they didn't love playing the characters, but they just did not, did not like playing against <laughs> each other. Sybil Shepard yeah, and yeah. Bruce Willis did not like each other um, because they loved each other. Mm. Secrets. I think they did, actually. Um, <laughs> it's so complicated. I can't wait. That's going to be a good show, too. That'll be this year. Yeah, 100%. yeah we'll do Moonlight. We got it. Year. And we'll get T back for Moonlight okay. because I know okay. he loves that show. But we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, for those of you who just started listening, we're going to be popping up a lot of our old stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, just pick and choose. Listen to what you want. And and if you have any ideas for shows or things you want to see, please let us know. Uh, what's our email? Yep. Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at email. <laughs> <laughs> That's Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Oh, my God. Hey, hey guys! Oh, hey! Look, I just—it it, would—I I, I knew you almost done, but yeah. it would have been remiss if I didn't come back Aww. from the future, twenty-fifth century. It's me, Colonel Wilmadurian. Hey, just to say congratulations on fifty. I brought a little birdie. Yeah. Say hi. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Hey guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, your show sucks. All I right. never listen. Hey, come on! I didn't bring you back to be a jerk. Ah, tricky. Yeah. He, he's got his bolts all, all twisted up. A anyway, jerk. he's a little jerk. I might just leave you here. No, no, don't leave him here. Oh, that'd be a torture. Yeah, yeah, for all of us. Anyway, I shouldn't have brought him. Now I feel like a jerk. Anyway, I just want to tell you guys, uh, love you guys, love the shoe. Um, It's crazy that the show goes on for 7,000 episodes, but you don't know that yet. (laughs) It's the future. Anyway, got to go back. All right, bye. Wow, that was nice. It's so nice of her to pop in. Oh. And we managed to get away without having a... Mm. Hello, Danny. Okay. All right, we're done. Danny. Thanks for listening. Hello. Oh, God. Dally. Nope. I just want to say my handsome little boogie bear, <sighs> Adam, Gross. is looking good, and he's. I can't believe you're 50. Yeah, I know. Thanks. You're 50 years yeah. young. Okay. Is it your 50th birthday? Can we, can we not get her sucked out the airplane again? Yeah. <laughs> she died. <laughs> um, well, it was nice the people to come back, yeah, though. Yeah, it was good of them. Say, say, yeah. Happy fiftieth! Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. We well, have a lot of yeah, a lot of really weird female fans. <laughs> a lot of dead. Well, not dead, but one of them is dead. I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll be back. You Stories. know, uh, <laughs> 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 you look at like you know, you look at like, uh, but we, you know, we came. We were. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Already in progress.